I'm Euro. I'm Chris. And this is Fork Bomb. Tuesday, August 7th, 2018. Episode 23, Doom Mods. First, I want to ask, how you been, Chris? It's been a while. I've been super good. Just uh, living the New York dream. Awesome, man. I'm um, I'm getting ready for the eventual hurricane and the end of all mankind, as <laughs> usual. Yeah, <laughs> being down here in Florida, you know, uh, it's a thing. So, it is a thing. Also, I've been playing a lot of Doom. Yeah, me too. For yeah, that's uh, what we're going to talk about. For air quotes research. <clears throat> well, of course, <clears throat> Doom during work is also research. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, we wanted to talk about Doom because why not? Uh, we've had a few episodes about different things, and uh, and uh, well, since this is one of our favorite things, uh, why not talk about it? Uh, one of the things that we actually really enjoy doing is uh, just playing a game of Doom together uh, over uh, over the internet or using our DOS machines. Uh, at first, we started playing uh, Brutal Doom and decided, why not? You know, we got these old DOS boxes, and why not have them communicate with each other, just like they did back then, sort of, with IPX and tunneling, all that other stuff. All that fun stuff. We still need to do a little mini episode about that. Uh, but one of the really neat things about doom is how moddable it 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 is and was and still continues to be and so we decided we would do an episode all about that that modding and we um you had a part here about not wanting to cover the whole history and inner workings of it right uh well see the thing about it is, is that it's been done so many times so many people have talked about it and they've done a fantastic job and probably a better job than we would uh that um i just decided that it would probably be one of those things where we could just refer back to another site i know that anatoly from dos nostalgia already did a pretty good job you can check out his episode uh number five on doom and games using its engine uh at his uh, dos nostalgia website which we can put in the uh, description and coincidentally Anatoly also made another episode regarding unusual wads and that's actually podcast number 19 which can also be found on his DOS nostalgia website oh very cool so before we get into do mods we should uh, talk about what kind of mods and give a tiny bit of history just enough for the rest of the podcast to make sense so when we say mods we mean modified versions of doom whether it be uh different levels or different sprites or both or um uh, mods that are so drastic that it, it's it's a completely different game unrecognizable from the original game of doom itself and that all starts with with what is called a doom wad and a doom wad is a package file for doom and doom 2 uh wad standing for where's all the data. Wads contain levels and game data and sprites. And there are two types of wads. There are iwads, which contain the necessary which which contain the data necessary 
for the game to load. So, in other words, that's the original uh, Doom 1 and Doom 2 WAD and PWADs or patch WADs that contain additional data such as, such as new character sprites and what is necessary for custom levels. So, and the reason why WADs files exist is because its software was aware that many players, they, they were trying to create different levels for uh, Wolfenstein 3D, which was a game that they uh, built before Doom. And uh, it was actually a cumbersome process. Uh, the lead programmer, John Carmack, he designed to be uh, he designed Doom to be easily extended and modified. Uh, John Carmack and John Romero they were supporters of uh, what they call copyleft and the hacker ideal of people sharing and building on each other's work. So the modification of WADs was limited to things like sprites and custom levels. Uh, game mechanics like weapon strengths and timing could not be changed uh, as they were hard coded into the Doom executable. I wonder if that also counts for total conversions though. Yeah, and uh, some there was a tool called, uh, I believe it was called DHackX, where uh, it, they, they would uh, make changes to the Doom executable and export it as a separate EXE file. And some of the uh, WADs that we played actually relied on that. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and also there, there were other, other games that were actually developed using uh, the Doom engine, and I'm sure that they had those heavy modifications like weapon strength and everything. Yeah, and going back to the copyleft and hacker ideal, there was a some some internal conflict with within the team, the uh, the ID team, about whether or not that should be done, uh, uh, whether or not the game should be so easily modified. But I think uh, John Carmack and John Romero uh, definitely had the right of it. I agree. Um, they definitely saw the future there. I mean, how many games nowadays uh, they are made to be modded? Uh, for example, pretty much anything that Bethesda makes. Uh, Skyrim's been modified to the umpteenth, umpteenth time. Uh, Fallout, any of the Fallouts that Bethesda has made has been modded. Uh, they're very popular games, and they're very mod-friendly. Very true. And I bet... Um... Part of that flexibility is owed toward to the precedent that the ID team set. So speaking of uh, sharing and copyleft, we should talk about source ports. So in December of 1997, ID Software released the source code to the Doom engine. So the crown jewels, how it actually works. Uh, enough time had passed, I guess, that you know they they weren't making money on it anymore, so they probably figured, why not? And it was released, it was re-released, again, under the GNU General Public License, also known as the GPL, on October 13th, 1999. That's the same license that the Linux kernel and many other open source projects are released under. With this available, programmers were now able to modify any aspect of the game. The engine modifications have become the focus of, what, of the WAD editing scene, and there are still source ports being actively maintained today. So in the early 90s, the scene was all about making new Doom wads, new Doom, new Doom levels, new, new sprites, uh, uh, new soundtracks, but the base game mechanics were not changeable or very difficult to change, having to use uh, some kinds of weird hacks. But now with source ports, meaning the source code is available, you can make your own Doom engine and do whatever you want with it. 
that really opened up um, what you can do with a Doom mod, as we will discuss here very shortly. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of my favorites is actually Z-Doom, and uh, my second favorite would be Zendronum. But even before that, you had Doom 95, which was actually created by Microsoft. And it, well, well, it, it works well under Windows 95. This is one of those that uh, I believe it was Bill Gates that uh, he was walking down one of those corridors with a trench coat and a shotgun. Have you seen that YouTube video? I have. With- it's... Uh- <laughs> In fact, yeah. uh, 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 a wizard, the wizard, the podcast, Wizard and the Bruiser, uh, talked about that scene, talking about how awkward he looked and how he had no idea of how people actually hold a gun, and it, just the whole hmm. thing was was very cringeworthy. <laughs> but he was he was superimposed wearing a trench coat on on top of um, on top of uh, the Doom gameplay, and, and they showed him shooting a pinky and. Yeah. Well, you could swear that he's a real Doom guy. <laughs> no. Um, but Doom 95, one of the things that it did, and it did it very well, was that it uses the uh, AWE 32 wavetable sound for music. And, I mean, I, I don't know. You see, I didn't really run Doom back then with an AWE 32, and I didn't have that until well into Windows 95. So trying this out with trying doom out with the uh with all the awe 32 drivers and the actual card itself uh, you know on doom 95 that sounded to me amazing that was worth everything uh you know never mind ha- uh, just running doom under windows 95 i could run it with uh, with eight the awe 32 drivers that uh, and whatever enhancements that windows 95 brought along to it that was that was worth everything uh, but there were others. Uh, there were some other things. Uh, it allowed you to load WAD files and choose uh, levels and difficulties from the menu, and uh, you can play multiplayer as long as you don't have that uh, weird shareware version. Um, and uh, well, you're unable to load more advanced WADs. Uh, many of the van- uh, many of the WADs we tested actually didn't work under Doom ninety five. Um, so the- there were some some I guess some total conversions and things like that that didn't work. Uh, they don't run uh, on Doom 95 at all, but uh, but yeah, I mean for for the first source port that uh, that I knew of, uh, it worked pretty well. Uh, and like I said, that multiplayer is actually pretty decent, uh, and it used TCP for you know you didn't have to dial each other anymore, and it didn't use IPX, so you could actually use uh, just a regular internet connection and uh, and get uh, and and play. The first time I ever played Doom multiplayer was with you. Uh, under Doom ninety five, I think at a at a land party or something many years ago. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, but it's, it's a it's a phantom of a memory, but it's a fun one. Yeah, Doom ninety five. Uh, not were, bad, not bad, Bill Gates. Were you? Uh, I was never able to get it to load any other WAD files though, because it was the uh, the free version, and I could not find the full version anywhere. So I'm curious if if you were able to get. Um. I, I had to in, I had to invoke it using uh, I believe it was a shortcut huh. that I had to invoke invoke the WAD file. So you had to create a shortcut, and the shortcut had the ending, and it, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, but uh, but yeah, I believe it was using the Doom ninety five shortcut, and then editing that and adding the string at the end to load the extra WAD. Okay, and then there is Z Doom, and Z Doom is still very actively maintained. It yes, um, I forget Z Doom. 
Yes, uh, Z Doom, uh, GZ Doom. There's also, I, I believe, uh, QZ Doom, which is the. Um, hang on, let me let me look that up. There is. Where are they? Okay, there is the primary port GZ Doom, which sports advanced hardware, OpenGL, and enhanced software rendering capabilities. It has a sister port, QZ Doom, which serves as a testbed for new stable features, and the parent Z Doom codebase, which has been discontinued, but the latest official release is still available for posterity. That was read directly from their website. So the majority of the the wads that we tested are broken up into two main categories. Um, wads that could be played under Vanilla Doom, Vanilla Doom meaning the original Doom engine, so those we could just play directly on our DOS box, which I, I'd love to those. Yes. And those that require a source port because they rely on features that those source that source ports like Z Doom brings, and so those wads will typically uh, under Vanilla Doom will typically just crash or be very glitchy. Do you want to cover the wad types? Yeah. So, for different wad types, we have level and level packs. Uh, so, they usually consist of a single level retaining the theme of the original game. Uh, I guess that would be more like uh, like iWads, right? Where you just modify a few things, but the the main game is still intact. Uh, maybe the mask might be different. Um, that would be a PWAD. A PWAD, right. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, it contains additional data. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we have those. Uh, they might include new music and some modified graphics, and they commonly had both single player and deathmatch multiplayer levels. So those are the levels and level packs. Uh, generally, actually, some of the level packs were pretty vast. Uh, I played some level packs that were up to thirty-two levels long. So that would be the same as playing, let's say, Doom Doom Two had thirty-two levels. So some of these uh, map packs get pretty big. Um, and of course you have total conversions, which are actually an overhaul, uh, to incorporate an entirely different game setting, the character set and the story. Uh, you know, I don't know why every time I think of a total conversion, the first thing that I think of is Chex Quest. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like total conversion equals Chex Quest. <laughs> checks, know? checks the breakfast checks, cereal. Yes. Checks the breakfast cereal. And we'll talk about that one. Uh, but uh, that's just the first thing that I think of. And there are also partial conversions, and those will um, maintain m- some or most of the original assets, but will have modified weapons or weapon art or uh, slightly different uh, game mechanics. I'll tell you what, some some of these are so good that they could have been their own game. I mean, I was playing some that were really impressive, Agreed, definitely. So we go over some of these, the yeah. mega wads. Yep, all the history out of the way and the uh, foundational stuff. Let's let's get into it. All right. So we tested a bunch of different wads, um, both on our DOS machines and on a few source ports, and uh, and well, we found out that uh, there's some that are pretty good. There's some that are great, and there's some that are not that great, but uh, we figured why, why not talk about them. We compiled a list of some of the, the better uh, wads that are out there, uh, and we, or at least I, heavily relied on Doom Wiki 
to um you know to to help me to guide me through some of these wads there's so many of them that it would it would take us forever to get through them so we just uh picked a few and um and yeah so uh do you want to get the first one take the first one uh, sure Chris? the first one that we're going to cover is called 10 sectors it was released in the year 2000 and it has many creators because it was the result of a competition to create the most introducing Doom 2 levels possible using a mere 10 sectors. What are sectors? I still don't know because I don't understand it. But a sector is an area referenced by side deaths on the line deaths. Sectors should be closed areas, meaning that all side deaths that reference a particular sector should make up a closed shape. So I then started researching side deaths and line deaths, and the further I got, the less I understood it. But hopefully one of our listeners will understand that and be like, oh, okay, that's what a sector is. I'm, I'm glad they covered that. But yeah. that, that will get us too far into the weeds. But whatever they are, the contest was to use a mere 10 of them. So the result was 10 sectors, which is a 32-level megawad. And I really enjoyed that one. Um, I just found it to be just um, so... This, this is not a, a total conversion, uh, artwork, game mechanics, all that is exactly the same, just different levels, uh, maybe different music. And the levels were small, the levels were fast, but um, in the first two that I played, and disclaimer, I to get through these, I played the first two levels of, of each one that I tried. But I found it to be extremely fun. Uh, surprisingly difficult even on just the normal hurt me plenty uh difficulty level and the levels are just fast and fun and it's definitely worth a look and uh just really neat that that contest existed and that we are still getting to enjoy the results of it yeah you know um i also played that one and i really enjoyed the fast small levels that that's just um it's not something that was common to to the original doom games Perhaps maybe the first level, uh, just hanger. But um, but yeah, I mean the, these levels are they're small compared to the original game. But oh, can they be hard? Yeah, yeah, they they, they just packed it with monsters and all kinds of stuff. And it's refreshing to have it be more about just just get in there and kill everything. Less about wh- where is that damn switch? Where is where is that key? Yeah, yeah, everything is uh, it's right there. Uh, the worst is when you. Uh... When you've killed everything in the level, and you still can't find your way out, and you're just going in circles and running over and over and over the same dead bodies that you piled up earlier, it, it kills the. Um, uh, I, don't, I was going to say the word mood, but that's not the right word. It, it kills the. Uh, oh boy, I can't. I don't. I don't remember the word. It's like the the track, the the the, the fluidity of the game. There you go. Yeah. It kills the fluidity of the game when, when, when all the action stops and everything because you have to go out there and find a key now. So, yeah, um, I agree. And uh, I just like fast and small levels. That's that's the way to go. Definitely. Uh, well, uh, so we had another WAD that we played. Uh, it's actually called Eternal Doom. It was released on November 14th, uh, 1997 by Team Eternal. And uh, the description I took from the Doom Wiki, so I'll just go ahead and read it. Uh, it's a 32-level megawad, originally released in 1986, uh, initially developed by a group known as Team Eternal. 
It was later acquired and worked on by Team TNT. Its features uh, arguably it features arguably arguably the largest levels ever designed for Vanilla Doom. There were three releases of this project, each one adding new levels. The final release was Eternal Doom Three. That's a three with a Roman numeral, in case you want to go out there and look for it. Um, so you, you, it's kind of like the opposite of the other uh, of the Ten Sectors version. These are, you know, some large open map designs, uh, some different graphics. Uh, you know, you have uh, things that enhance the game. Like you have, you'll have force fields, and you'll have different signage, and you have windows and, and things like that. Uh, some of the walls are even destructible. You know, it was it's not something common to the Doom vanilla the, the vanilla Doom game, but this has it. Uh, and you even have a custom HUD. So. You still, as far as what I played, I kept the same weaponry and everything, and and some of the same monsters. I saw imps and and the zombies, etc. Uh, the zombie soldiers, but uh, but for the most part, they they're just they're they're the same, and same shotgun and everything. But uh, yeah, these are giant sprawling levels. Uh, you can get stuck if you, and by stuck I mean you know trying to find the key uh, and things like that in these levels. Um, this wasn't my favorite, but I did like the effort that they made into customizing some of the graphics and things like that. And it's made by TMTNT, so, um, which I believe later on went out to make the TMTNT, uh, I think evolution packs for Ultimate Doom. So, yeah, there's that. Was the music any different or was it the stock music? I don't remember, but I, I, you know what? I think it was different. Uh, I just, I just don't remember. All right. Shall I cover Hell Revealed? Yeah, go for it. I think this one was my second favorite. Uh, This one is called... um, Actually, let me make sure I have the name right. Yeah, it is called uh, Hell Revealed, and it was released May 2nd, 1997. I'm going to butcher a couple of names here. Created by Yonatan Donner and Hage Neve. Uh, It is a 30... Two level megawad and it is the best known example of an ultra hard wad um, and it has received the most attention by speedrunners of any speed wad and in case there's someone who doesn't know what a speedrunner is their whole thing is to see how fast they can beat an entire game um, to quote the description 32 new high quality very detailed levels many new graphics many new graphics including textures flats sky status bars and others full skill level support and additional attention to co-op players and extreme challenge and this one had my favorite story you wake up with a pistol in your hand 50 bullets and suddenly you appear to have visible health and armor apparently you were sent into an invaded lab experimenting in jump gates by two mad wad creators your mission is to go through the jump gate and find out what your mission is, and in addition, to finish all levels and send a letter and send a letter of complaint to the madmen who sent you here. To read the rest of the hmm. incredible Hell Reveal story, send five hundred dollars to us, or alternatively, enter a nut house. This is Doom Man. Just go in there and kill them all. <laughs> That's great. So it, I uh, love it. It. It supports single player, co-op, and has special parts in some of the maps for uh, to make um, deathmatch play especially fun. And in my opinion, this game was just very fast, very frantic, very difficult. You're scrounging for ammo constantly in the first couple of uh, 
levels and easily had my favorite music. And I uh, would like to play a sample of it, if that's okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, I can talk about the next one. And uh, the next one is, I want to say, one of my favorites, but only because it's almost like an extension of Doom. It's, it, it's, it almost feels like it's the same game. Like if it would be the same vanilla Doom, but just more of it, which is not a bad thing. Uh, and it's called Doom 2, the way it did. Uh, it was actually released in 2011, and it was founded by Hellbent. And later it was led by a, a core group um, consisting of some folks that I won't be able to pronounce right. Well, some so, of these some of these are actually uh, aliases. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. I don't know how to pronounce this, and it's gonna be really funny if I tried. Elmo Isolfortium. Uh, Elmo. Yeah. Elmo Esselfortium. I, I don't know. Try, try the next one. Zazer. Zazer. Zazer Marnet Mom and St. Alfonso. That one's easy. And uh, so they oversaw the map selection and finalization process. It consists of 27 levels, and it's a. Uh, it actually has a mapping style that uh, mimics the style that John Romero and Sandy Peterson and Tom Hall worked on in the original. So that's why it's so... That's why the levels feel the same as Doom. Um, they... They're they're actually really fun. They again remind me of the original Doom, and they're not really that tough, which is actually not a bad thing. I was able to complete several levels without getting very frustrated on, on uh, you know, cheap monster placement things like that. That uh, some of these other wads are uh, they were pretty prevalent. So you'll you'll be running down the hallway, and immediately you'll see one of those guys holding up a chain gun. And then, okay, you have to kill him, but not only do you have to kill him, 
but you also have to kill another guy with a chain gun and uh, one of those caca demons and then behind him there'll be like some cyber demon guy or death knight or something and it just doesn't feel like doom doom was more of a linear progression so things would make sense you would have a room with the zombies in it and at the very end you would have the hell knights and things like that so it wouldn't just all be right there in your face and that's what these levels felt like not not being overly tough is actually not a bad thing in my opinion agreed um i i, I didn't uh, get to play this one is it um so are they the same doom levels or are they entirely different levels different levels different maps uh completely different they just feel like doom um you know there's nothing there would be unusual you know you don't have to the platforming is very minimal it's it's you know it's about finding the keys and getting through the room and going through that linear progression as i mentioned there there's no you don't have to do any crazy jumps or anything like that that you know it'd just be unusual for for doom to have had ah and it looks like there is a Doom 2 the way... There's also a Doom 2 the way it did. So there was a Doom yes. and a Doom 2. Actually, oh, wait, you know yes, what? Yes, yes, yes. We, wanna... we just covered Doom 2. Yeah. Sorry. Right. That was the one that I was talking about. And there is a Doom the way it did, which uh, mimics the original Doom. So this one was Doom 2. But yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, uh, more of a, an extension of the original game. So if you wanted to play more Doom levels that felt like Doom, those are some of the best candidates for that. Something I should mention about the source ports, uh, going way back to that, is they'll also add mechanics into the game that did not exist before. For example, jumping and being able to look up and look down with your mouse, as we're currently used to with uh, traditional, with with modern first-person shooters. And some of these wands actually required that. Yes. The yeah. But yeah. if you if you use jumping with the original Doom and Doom Two it breaks the level design because they didn't they they built obstacles around the assumption that you can't jump over them that's true it does um it it wasn't it wasn't i, I don't know if it was till later or what what the deal was with that jumping specially but um but the levels i don't think they were designed with that in mind so the next one that we tried was alien vendetta that was released december 26 2002 created by Martin, Martin Allen, Allen Hunsinger. Sorry, Allen, Allen. Sorry, everyone else whose names I'm gonna butcher. But it is a 32 <laughs> level megawatt that contains many new and hard levels. Um, there, they are full of new details, full of monsters, and it is one of the few PWADs that is allowed to be used in the compete dash n speedruns, or I guess competing speedruns. Um, I didn't have... Actually, you did this one. Yeah, so competing speedruns, I think it's one of those... Uh, it was like an event that they would have. And uh, and those, I guess, was, that wad was actually one of those few sanctioned wads that they can use. Um, it was okay. Uh, it wasn't mind-blowing or anything like that. Uh, again, tons of enemies and things. Um, the, the levels were uh, a little bit confusing. Um... So, and I actually put here that it actually reminds me a bit of Quake 1 due to large uses of brown. Uh, it seemed like the level that I was in, it, it was just it, tons of different shades of brown. And I remember playing Quake 1 especially, uh, they would just, they would have every palette of brown that you can think of. Hmm. And that's what this reminded me of. Even the HUD 
It has uh, some brown lettering and everything over it. It's a custom. Uh, it's a custom HUD. Definitely not the original Doom HUD, although the placement of everything is the same. But they just have these really large letter uh, numbers and things like that to represent your stats. Um, level was confusing. I actually couldn't find the exit. Um, so, you know, I'm not a pro gamer or anything like that, but, uh, it just wasn't intuitive to, uh, to find the exit. I, I just, just wasn't able to, and I ran around for a while and then I just kind of rage quit. So, um, yeah, th this one was okay. Although, you know what it is, and I'm going to probably get a bunch of people hating because it is supposed to be one of the best, uh, one of the better Doom wads out there. Uh, it's highly rated and everything on the Doom Wiki site. So, uh... Sorry, I mean, it, maybe it's just me. Uh, I'm sure the rest of the levels are just fine, but that first one, uh, what an intro. I, I played it briefly too, and I got stuck in the first level, just the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we have to ask those compete and speedrun guys. Hmm. So the next one we played is Scythe, which was released April of 2003 uh, by creators Eric Alm, who did levels 1 through 31, and Kim, uh, a.k.a. Torn Buck, who did level 32. So it is a 32-level megawatt, and the most distinguishing feature is that its levels are smaller than average. That's a very odd distinguishing feature, considering that we um, the first one that we covered had tiny levels. Also, it was created in a matter of a few months. Um, That's pretty impressive. This is a, a Doom 2-only... Uh, wad, so it can only be played with the original Doom 2, not the original Doom. What were your opinions of it? Uh, you mean besides awesome? Uh, great. So I actually played the first few levels of this, and uh, and they're right. The levels are a little bit smaller than the original. Not like 10 sectors small, but just smaller. It, it, the scale is smaller. And I love that because it keeps the action just going. You're not you're not there running around. There's something about breaking the fluidity when you have to run across a room that has no bad guys because the the hallway is long, the room is big. You know, it's just it just breaks a little bit of the immersion. And when you have a when you have small rooms uh, and and you and you have them full of monsters, not packed or anything like that, but just just enough, and the hallways are small, you can always keep that. That uh, that fast pace, that that frantic pace that Doom is known for going, and that's what this uh, Wad is all about. You know, keeping that frantic pace. There's no, you don't stop for anything. You know, you just you just keep it going, and um, and that's 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 just really unique. Agreed. That is uh, it. Definitely did do a a good job at, uh, as you said, keeping that frantic pace going. Uh, Part part of what is quintessential do quintessential doom is to force you to to keep moving and never stop, and that one uh, definitely captured that. Uh, you know, and I actually put this down. Uh, I played this with uh, regular vanilla doom, uh, yeah, doom two, and then I tried uh, the brutal doom mod because you know why why the hell not? And oh, uh, if you thought that small rooms with uh you know some monsters was bad hmm. try putting brutal doom on top of that and uh and yeah that was stressful that was really stressful yeah they give those guys machine guns and they're and the, the imps are jumping on you and then they're ripping your head off and everything it's 
you know what? I actually recommend anyone to play Scythe with Brutal Doom. That's really fun. Nice. But uh, I think you'll walk out tired. Yeah, it's it's like going to exercise or something. <laughs> all right, what else do we have? Um, I think this one's all you. Uh, well, we got Icarus. That was released on March, March 21st, 1996. Uh, again, the creators were Team TNT, so known for some of their previous wads. Or some from, from some of their other wads. I think this one was released first. Uh, anyway, uh, so... Uh, again, from the Doom Wiki page, I have here, it's a 32-level megawatt. 32, that's a, the magical number. It's like, a, it's like you know, the the magic number for Doom. 32-level uh, wad released on March 20, 21st, 1996 by Team TNT. And yes, the guys that made the wad to TNT Evolution, which released in Final Doom. Uh, the central theme revolves around the exploration cruiser Icarus. And takes the player through various planets, uh, portions of the ship, and deadly simulation programs. Uh, soundtrack to this megawad was known as uh, the soundtrack team for this megawad was known as Musical Arus and uh, or Musical Arus, however you want to pronounce that, and comprised of the following members: Brian Kidby, uh, which was the coordinator; Jeremy Do- uh, Doyle; Jonathan L. Bizarri; Charles. Uh, Charles Lee, David Shaw, and Tom Mustaine. Uh, so it is an IWAT for the original Doom. Uh, the story takes place 12 years after the events of Doom 2. Interesting that it requires the original Doom and Doom using Doom 2. Anyway, uh, characterized as total global war between humanity and an invading race that attacked with a fury that seemed the spawn of hell itself. Uh, after the human race evacuated Earth, it was decided to bomb the entry points of the invasion from space. Following this, spe- uh, special military teams were sent to take out the surviving forces. Nearly a year later, the human race returned to their now devastated planet and began to rebuild, amidst occasional but ongoing battles with the remnants of the enemy. Um, this was one of those that was fun, and it wasn't that difficult. Uh, the music was amazing, and uh, actually... Uh, you know what? I would play a clip of it, but it would take me forever to get it. Um, just believe me when I say that the music is amazing. Uh, believe me. I, I know believe music. Me, believe me. Believe me. Um, and I do prefer it on Doom 95 because of that uh, special AWE um, 32 uh, sound. <laughs> um, the, the first level is a shuttlecraft. It's a neat take on a level. Uh, most of the levels are contained in ship areas. Uh, there's some surprising parts, like the chapel turns into this hell room with tons of imps. That was so, so fun. That part was yeah, so, so fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I, I was, and I don't want to use the word stuck, but I was kind of finding, uh, I was trying to figure out what to do in the chapel, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, what is this? That's weird. It's like this little area, and you go to it, and then all of a sudden, like, it goes, the like, the like there's, like, bleeding walls, and there's imps everywhere. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's Definitely really cool. It goes from a simple uh, chapel to like freaking demons on the walls as well, and the and just the floor descends. The uh, yeah blood starts flowing freely. It was it was good. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So and and you're running around the ship, uh, which I thought was a neat take on that uh, on on using the Doom Wad to to do that, and you know it's it's a, it's a story progression. So uh, we did talk. Uh, well, actually. Did, uh, what is that? Okay, never mind. Uh, so do you want to go over some total conversions, Chris? 
Yeah. Um, actually, but before we, um, I do want to add one more in there that we did not put in the notes. Doom, Torment, and Torture. And this one requires a source port. It is... It comes distributed as what is basically a zip file full of wads. I think it's called a PK3. And you, you load them all in, and it has so many, aside from being incredibly fun, huge, expansive levels, um, extremely difficult sections with just rockets and projectiles coming at you just from all sides. It also includes custom lighting effects, fantastic music, um, it is one of the most, one of the most complete in the true spirit of Doom, um, modifications that I've seen, but goes so far and beyond as far as, um, additional graphics and it, it even has reflective lighting effects. Um, you can see the, uh, green and orange of the, uh, fireballs coming from the imps and, uh, hell demons and it, it's, it's hard to describe. Just, just if, if you play one of them, in my opinion, go play uh, The Ultimate Torment and Torture. I should mention it is a series. So they there was there was Torment and Torture, Torment and Torture 2, Torment and Torture 3, Torment and Torture The Lost Episodes, uh, Ultimate Torment and Torture, Torment and Torture Invasion, and The Ultimate Torment and Torture. So there's certainly a lot of material to play there. You know what I really liked uh, was when I was watching that, I really liked that church level. Uh, that was uh, another church level. This one wasn't a chapel, though. It was an actual full-blown church, and it had all these demons in it and everything. And it was just, it was really neat to see some of the graphics, some of the stained glass windows and everything. Uh, you know, little touches like that definitely add to to the game. Um, and, of course, the fast-pacedness and, and tons of monsters in there and everything. And, and, and at the get-go, they give you the super shotgun. Yeah. So, so you know it's gonna go down, because <laughs> yeah, immediately that's what that's the first thing they give you. So that was really cool. Um, I don't know if uh, do you happen to know if that music was included in that in that wad? Yes. When that you, sounds amazing. When you look in the uh, PK3 file, it's got like twenty wads in it. Yeah. That that sounded really good. That that was a huge effort on their part. Like that that is a that is an expansive modification. Um. I guess it might actually qualify as it would almost qualify as a I guess it I guess it's a partial conversion <coughs> but yeah, it relies partial. heavily on uh source port features. Sure. You, you Yeah, had, some of that lighting I've actually seen it before uh used in some of the brutal doom uh even in the original doom but you definitely have to use a different source port. It it's not supported from the earlier source ports. Yeah. Uh that I know of um that level, you know what I thought of? Uh, I don't know if you ever played this game back in the early 2000s. The name was, uh, it's by People Can Fly. What was it called? Oh, Painkiller. I don't know if you ever played Painkiller before. Um, that level definitely reminded me of Painkiller. I have never played Painkiller. Oh, you'd love it. You you gotta try it. Yeah. Yeah, Painkiller uh, is, it's uh, Hell and Damnation, I think, was the first one. Or there was an expansion and... Anyway, you got to play it. It's awesome. I will play it. So yeah, let's let's get into uh, total conversions. So a total conversion, as we previously discussed, is where they replace everything. It's a basically a completely different game. All the sprites, all the music. Uh, in some cases, the gameplay mechanics. And I guess 
even though I couldn't get it working properly, I, I just see videos of it. And I'm going to start with Batman Doom. Batman Doom is, as it sounds, you're Batman. And Batman. You, you run it, Batman. And you run around Gotham and you throw batarangs and it's <laughs> everything you would expect. It even has, um, even has a decent Batman sounding music. It was released on January 29th, 2004 by Ace Team Software. And the only description I see on Doom World just says, Thank you for obtaining Batman Doom. This is the complete version that replaces almost all the features you can find in Doom 2. But apparently it took <laughs> about three years to build, so no no small effort. Maybe they slacked off until the last day. Maybe. But <laughs> it, it, it has new monsters, new physics, new textures, new sounds. Uh, new weapons, new music, support single-player, co-op, deathmatch, um, even includes new demo scenes. Ooh, even has a section for applications used. Adobe Photoshop 2.5, Sound Edit 2.0, and Sound App PPC. Hmm. So, definitely neat, definitely worth a look. I, I couldn't get it to work right without glitching, so I had to watch it on a YouTube video. Yeah, I remember the walls having an interesting texture, and for some reason, I get, so, uh, I actually get very, uh, I get motion sickness, and uh, Doom, for some reason, doesn't give me motion sickness, I don't know why, go figure, but uh, but this wad in particular, I don't know if it's the texture that they use in the walls or what, but I was getting sick, um, but yeah, that's, um, you know, nothing against Batman Doom or anything, that's just my own, my own issues. But, uh, but yeah, it's just something I noticed that the textures were kind of uh, interesting uh, to, to look at. They'd repeat a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's Batman Doom. A lot of work, I'm sure, was put into that. So, uh, you know, not trying, to, not trying to downplay it or anything like that. I know you definitely uh, want to talk about this, this next one. Yes, yes. So when I think of the word total conversion, words, plural, when I think of the words total conversion... Uh, I think of Chex Quest and uh, from the site it's a game based on the the ultimate doom where the player is embodied as a character known as the Chex warrior attempting to rescue a captured Chex people from evil slime creatures known as phlemoids (laughs) 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 it was available in boxes of Chex cereal in 1996 the game featured five levels because the market for the serial consisted largely of children, the game was made to be deliberately non-violent. So, for example, the Flemoids, instead of being killed by the player, will be transported back to an alternate dimension. That's what happens when you quote-unquote die. Uh, the game is notable for the fact that it was the first game CD ever to be released via a serial box. First and... I want to say only? <laughs> I don't know how many games were released via a serial box, but... Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if AOL CDs uh, came in cereal boxes at that time, too. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sales of Czech cereals jumped by over 200% during this production. So, Czech's Quest, I think it's time. I think it's time for you guys to, you know, Czech's Mix. You guys, uh, you guys need to do this. Yeah, Again. we need a, uh, a uh, re-release. Yes, yes, with uh, HD graphics. Um... So it was uh, pretty hilarious shooting at slimes. Uh, the levels were pretty fun, not overly difficult or anything like that. It was made for kids, so uh, good design. Uh, it had nice use of colors. Very colorful game, you know, blues, bright greens, reds, uh, everything. 
Uh, the music was actually pretty decent, you know? You would think that it would be full of silly music, and it's not. Um, definitely one of my favorite total conversions for Doom. And it actually only worked on Doom 1. I tried loading it up on Doom 2, and for some re- weird reason, it just wouldn't load. So, you know, with, of course, the original Doom, you're able to load it. It was fine. And, uh, you know, another funny thing is you put Brutal Doom on top of this, and it breaks it. <laughs> and all the phlemoids turn into the turn into these crazy zombies again, and they're over there throwing axes and stuff at you, and it's just nuts. But you still have the same levels as Chex Quest. So it's just crazy to see these imps jumping on you and blood splattering everywhere and everything. But Chex characters, like cartoons and stuff on the walls and everything. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Never you got to try it, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to try it. I had to put Brutal Doom on top just to see what would happen. I, I'm, I must do this now. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got for Chex Quest. Uh, the next one, Hacks Twitch and Kill, spelled H-A-C-X, and it is a uh, total conversion for Doom 2, um, and was developed over two and a half years and released in September 1997. The authors of the game paid ID Software $5,000 for the rights to market Hacks as a commercial add-on for Doom 2, and was later released by Banjo Software. In 2000, it was re-released as freeware. Now, what makes Hacks notable is it it used the dhacked modified version of the Doom engine um, to add new features and new sets of levels and new textures, and they they went all out with this. Um, It is a cyberpunk-themed... 3D shooter, obviously, because Doom. And when I played it again, it was really, really fun. Um, that room that we got stuck in, yeah, it was a, a desk switch just sitting somewhere uh, where the enemies were super hard to kill. That's because we were using the original uh, vanilla Doom. We weren't using the hacked version. So Yeah, once... they were really hard to kill. I mean, it took tons of shots to even kill one guy yep we we weren't using the hacked engine what about that one thing that would just kill you randomly you're just walking in this room and 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 something hits you and you die the balance was all off the way (laughs) the way that we were doing it um i i loaded it up in in zdoom used the deh file which is the dehacked file um and it it worked great It, it was a totally different game from what we played that first time well you know what this means we have a challenge. We need to be hacks, twitch, and kill glitched. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I love the cyberpunk theming. I um, I love. We had a ponytail, so of course you're in cyberpunk. Everybody in cyberpunk has a ponytail. Yes, yes. I loved everything about it. It it, it is a true total conversion. Um, it's just a. All around solid shooter. Good, good music. Good artwork. It was great. So you just loaded it up in ZDoom and it worked fine. Yep, that's it. You just loaded up the WAD in ZDoom. Well, that in the DEH file. The DEA, the DEA file. DEH H. DEH. So the DEH file is that some kind of PK three or something like that? Some kind of mod file to put on. Um, it's called ZDoom. the the uh, dehacked file, and dehacked. Uh, that makes it behave as the hacked version of the. Doom engine that they had. Is there an area there on Z Doom that you can load that? 
I'm sure there is. But, yeah, uh, you um, just do it as a dash file flag. Oh, dash file flag. Got it. So okay. it probably would have worked in DOS if we did that too. Or actually, I think there was a separate exe or exe file, and we were supposed to load that instead. Ah, um, uh, okay. But you know, still, I um I think you would enjoy it if you went back and tried it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that brings us up to the next one, which uh, actually think you played, Chris, because I remember playing the other, the one right after this. I wasn't able to play it because it's uh, distributed as Windows only, and I'm on the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system. And uh, yeah, I wasn't able to get it running under Wine, and I didn't have enough time to get a virtual machine going. But I did watch a YouTube video of it, and I can talk about it. Okay. So this next one is Sonic Roboblast 2. And by Sonic, I mean Sonic the Hedgehog. It is an actual fan-made version of 3D Sonic the Hedgehog done with the Doom engine, with a, a modified Doom engine, and is argu- arguably better than many of the 3D Sonic games out there. It was originally released in February of 1998. The original creators were Johnny Sonicu, Wallbank and so cool. AJ SSN Tales Frida. <laughs> um, today, according to Rob Tisdall, one of the level designers, anywhere between five to ten people are active on the project at any given point. It was featured in a Gizmodo article from t- uh, July 22nd, 2016, and the title is The Fan Made Sonic Game That Won't Die. So it's still active. There's still five to ten people working on it at any given point. And Sonic Roboblast 2 is a free 3D Sonic the Hedgehog fan-built game using a modified version of the Doom Legacy source port of Doom. It is closely inspired by the original Sonic games from the Sega Genesis and attempts to recreate their design in 3D. Its features include, but are not limited to, Beautiful 3D environments with free movement in all directions. Old-school platforming complete with rings, springs, hazards, reversible gravity, and other obstacles. Three playable characters, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, each with their own abilities. Over 20 levels of gameplay featuring a variety of locations from green meadows to deep underwater ruins, mines, mountains, and space stations. Fast-placed multiplayer with two players split screen or up to 32 players online in nine different game modes. Configurable graphics and control options played with modern WSAD plus mouse movement uh, control setup, a relaxed gamepad setup, or anything in between, a fantastic original soundtrack by some of the best Sonic music artists on the internet. Um, and it also brings the Sonic Roboblast 2, includes the ability to create your own, your own levels, characters, game modes, and with knowledge programming, even a whole new game, and so much more. So this is truly a, a tour de force of a Doom mod. Um, it is, it looks fun. It's just straight up Sonic. There's nothing Doom-like about it, except that the graphics look kind of like they could have been in Doom. You know, I'm just wondering, uh, what were they thinking? You know, it's like they're playing Doom. They're, they're, it's one of those frantic death matches and everything. And then somebody was like, huh, I wonder if we can make a Sonic game out of this. (laughs) Like, what? How do do you connect the two? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. That just wow. But uh, that does sound really fun. Um, I didn't get the chance to play it, but it does sound like a. a it does. I, I think I need to go back and and do that. 
I saw some of the videos, though, and it's kind of like playing 3D Sonic before 3D, you know, well, using the engine, you know, using the engine that was made before 3D Sonic. So that that's just pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, February 1998. I mean, really, it's before uh, uh, before even Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. So, you know, one of the first 3D Sonics, if not the first. And it's still going. And it's still going. Yeah. Yeah. People really like it. It's a hit. Uh, this next one, I uh, so I thought that I was gonna be playing Sonic Doom, like Sonic Sonic Doom with Sonic, and I don't know if I played it wrong or what happened, but that is not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Super Sonic Doom was released on uh, December twenty fourth, two thousand four. The creator Stephen Clark, uh, he's apparently the ultimate Doomer, and. Um, Description from the website, the overall look and feel of Doom is still there, but elements from Sonic the Hedgehog games are, are added, such as springs, monitors, and even special stages. There are 15 zones in total, each zone consisting of two acts each, and five zone uh, five bonus levels in the game. Each act has a final boss fight, with the first act of each zone consisting of a battle against, the, uh, against a set group of monsters, and the second act having a target-based boss. Uh, bonus levels are found every five maps or acts. Um, it actually has a story too. Uh, yeah, I know the stories in Sonic are kind of weird, but, uh, and by, by weird, I mean not bad weird. Just, you know, it's, it's a Sonic game, so they're, they're light. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we got players take the role of a Marine named Julian Grant. See, a Marine. You're not taking control of Sonic. It's, it's a Marine, but it's an, you, you guys will see. Um, <laughs> players take the role of a Marine named Julian Grant. Uh, A.K.A. Damage. Yes, I like that name, Damage. Call me Damage, guys. Uh, that receives a mission to stop a sinister madman known as Firestarter, as well as his seven other henchmen marines known as the Seven Deadly Sinners. Before Damage could even reach the intended location inside a stolen FAC shuttle, it gets shot down by an anti-aircraft gun, forcing Damage to make an emergency escape and ends up arriving at Sunset Island. He must make his way through the danger set up by the seven deadly sinners, envy, lust, sloth, greed, vanity, gluttony, and pride, and eventually face off with them, uh, and finally go to toe-to-toe with the Firestarter himself. Um, guys, stop calling me Julian. I'm damaged now. Damage. Stop it, guys. Uh, um, so, in my opinion, um, it's interesting that it has cutscenes. It actually has cutscenes in a Doom 2 engine. Um... The the bad thing about this is, is that they went kind of crazy with the intro, and it's kind of too long. Like, seriously, it, it reminds me of one of those JRPG intros, you know, where it just, it just takes forever to get to the to the first level, when Doom <laughs> is supposed to be something fast, action-packed, you're supposed to start playing immediately, over here is some overly drawn-out cutscene. Um, but anyway, levels consist of collecting rings, and dodging enemies, and jumping over them. Yes, this is a marine... His name is Damage. He's trying to get past uh, to these seven deadly uh, mariners um, to uh, to then eventually get to Firestarter. And you are jumping and collecting rings. That is a thing. And they do sound like sonic rings. And one of the screenshots um, you have here, it's an yeah. outdoor scene with some weird-looking trees uh, and evil-looking sky. Um, there's yep. some imps off in the background, and under the nearest tree are four Sonic-style rings. Yep, and you see that HUD, that HUD? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's me uh, 
dying because they don't give you a gun. They don't. At least you... I didn't have one in the first level. No gun. I'm just running around trying to collect rings and, and skipping imps and jumping over them and stuff. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's weird. Um, I'm sure the guy took a long time to make. I mean, it was especially it was just made by one guy, and he had cutscenes and everything. So props to him. That's really cool. Um, just the just the whole custom graphics and Sonic sounds with this game. I I don't know, man. I I just don't get it. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, more power to him, I guess. <laughs> So the next uh, well, one, next yeah. one then? Next one, definitely. Uh, I know you like the, the next one for sure. Like it. I loved it. The next yeah. one is The Darkest Hour, and this is another total conversion, and this one is Star Wars. A Star Wars, Doom, total conversion. Um, it too has cutscenes, starts off with, um, with someone talking to Lord Vader on a uh, big screen, and actually give me a second here. I want to get the story up for this one. But it was it was released August sixth, two thousand and one, by author Rex 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 Clausen. It is a seven level Star Wars themed Doom Two mod, and it uses enemies, weapons, graphics, and sounds and music from the Star Wars Dark Forces video game. It requires the Zoom the Z Doom source port, and where is it? I wanted to get the story because it actually has a story to it as well. Here it is. You play the role of Rock Omno, leader of a vicious gang of interstellar mercenaries. You steal the plans for the Imperial Cybernetics Facility from Thal Vyshet Moonbase. You wreak havoc on the Imperial Space Station. Alpha Centauri have a, quote, disagreement with Quado the Hutt in his fortified palace. Hook up with a rebel spy in Moss, Moss Denra who was willing to pay handsomely for your services, and you take down the IRF on the remote planet of Nagin Prime. Um, apologies to any Star Wars fans if I mispronounce any names or locations. This was so much fun. It is just a, a, a perfect Star Wars game, in my opinion. Um, when you you're you're running around as a bounty as a um, as a mercenary, you're killing stormtroopers. Whenever you uh, whenever they see you, they'll shout out, "Blast him!" And every time they die, Wilhelm scream. Every single time. But you know how in the in Doom, how the enemies will always attack each other if you step back and let them? Yes. Stormtroopers do this too. Ah, nice. So, <laughs> That's great. So <laughs> they don't run a... The Empire doesn't seem to run a, a very tight ship. Um, nope. I think one of my favorite parts, though was where I realized they replaced the cyber demon with an ATAT. <laughs> That's awesome. It it was I I played this one and had the most fun. I played this one the most. I had the most fun with this one. It was a little difficult starting out. It starts you out in a box and you're like, "Okay, okay, what yeah. do I do? There, there there's no doors. The walls don't open. No, you have to jump out with a crappy gun and immediately there's about, I don't know, 8 or 10 stormtroopers on top of you. Um and your gun is basically a pea shooter compared to what they have. But they're surrounded by a bunch of exploding barrels. So you have to shoot the barrels, blow them up, kill the stormtroopers, grab a better gun. And this game also always has you scrounging for ammo it, in some places, it feels like. Especially for the equivalent of the um, shotgun. So, Oh, and there are also some outdoor sections uh, where you have to go and you get and get a... Uh, 
um, and environmental suit so you can depressurize a cabin and then go outside. And when you go outside, however, it lowers the gravity. So that's really fun because then you're like moon jumping around and it, that this one is, is, is definitely worth another look on your part if you didn't have fun the first time with it. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I didn't have fun with it the first time. I got frustrated in the very beginning because I didn't realize you needed to shoot some barrels and kill the guys. So I'm trying to kill these uh, all these stormtroopers with the limited amount of ammo that I have and this really bad gun. Um, and the problem is, is that if you forget to save and you get killed in the beginning, you have to rewatch the entire long intro. Oh, yeah. And you know how it said that this other Sonic Doom had a long intro? This also has a long intro. So... As soon as you get in the box, as soon as you're in the box, you better save. Because otherwise, you're going to be watching that intro again. So, um, I tried to run through. I, and, you know, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just supposed to run past them. Because uh, obviously, the gun is no good. And I tried, and then I would get killed in another screen. or It, it was just a, it was a challenge. So, I wish I had given it more time like you did, uh, you know, maybe figuring that part out and getting a better gun and kind of progressing from there would have helped me enjoy the game. So I'll definitely be giving this a second shot. Cool. Um, I Do you want to take the next one or do you want me to do it since I played it the most? Um, yeah, I played the first level and to be honest with you, I couldn't get out. I couldn't either. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I couldn't either. Okay, well then I guess we're both in the same. Um, I mean, I could take it. <laughs> um, so we played another one called Void. And it was actually released September 15, 2003. It was created by Mike Watson. It does require the Z-Doom source port. And uh, to quote, it's that old cliche Doom storyline where a bunch of scientists, even though they look like Marines are doing some of those damn gateways experiments again. Kind of like when, you know, Bowser takes a princess and, you know, oh, here we go again. You know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, only this time, you aren't pulled into hell. Uh, <laughs> uh, very trip, crazy colors. Platforming sections, spinning tunnels. Uh, really, the only way to describe it is it's dizzying and weird. Uh, I think we both got very motion sick playing this one um i fell you know what one of the things and and i don't know if you're supposed to do that or not but i actually fell in the very beginning of the level and the thing about it is you fall into this like black void and you don't die you just you're still alive i guess it's because you don't take fall damage maybe so i'm running around i'm trying to figure out what to do and i can't and i realize okay maybe i shouldn't have fallen so then i restarted again and of course i fell again so um yeah, the level is really strange. It has minimal colors, like it'll have gray and a little bit of blue, and then, you know, that's it. And it'll have like a picture of a Pac-Man or something on the middle, and it's not yellow or anything. Or maybe it is. I can't remember. But then you have to platform your way up this elevator, and there was no bad guys that I could find, but I did find guns, so that was kind of weird. Um, that sounds glitchy, because mine had a ton of bad guys. They were uh, yeah? black, black and white imps. No, no brown imps, just black, what black imps and what white imps? Huh? I didn't have any bad guys whatsoever in mine. That's something, interesting. Something, something went wrong. Yeah, something went wrong. Um. So yeah, that's um. I don't. I thought it was multiplayer only because of that because I didn't see any bad guys. Uh. But yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know if you did. You have a. It sounds like you had a different experience. So speaking of the motion sickness, 
I don't get motion sick with um, first-person shooters. I nearly got very sick with this one, um, especially in the part where you're walking through a tunnel that has a black-and-white checker pattern that is spinning all around you. And beyond that, you can see weird multicolor skies, um, these weird floating pillars, and it, it just... I couldn't play it for more than a few minutes at a time. Um, I know this game is very notable for being unique in its uh, level design, uh, which involves lots of platforming and avoiding traps. Uh, one thing I forgot to add in the notes, its uh, visual setting is mostly influenced by American McGee's Alice. I can see that. And yeah. it is also notable for being the first Z-Doom map to make use of uh, of Z-Doom's at the time new texture system, text texture system which allowed wall textures flats and sprites to be used on any surface hmm. okay uh it even included enemies from hexen uh two new monsters spiders and dark imps and uh yeah it's certainly worth a look if you can stomach it literally uh literally i could not get past the first level i found it very confusing i did not know what to do at all um, and I wish I could spend more time, but I physically can't because I will just throw up. Well, this sounds like one of those that I won't be trying then, even if it, even if I did something wrong, because there's no way I'll be able to take it. <laughs> Trust me, you should try it again. Highly recommended. Worth throwing up for. Yeah, worth. Um, all right. Well, the next one we have is a strain. Um, it's a 32 level partial conversion. It was released in September on September 14, 1997 by the Alpha Dog Alliance. It features nine new or modified monsters through the use of Dehacked Dead and a new soundtrack written by David Tolwyn Shaw, Mike, uh, what is it, El Clem? Mark. Clem? El Clem? Mark. What? Okay, Mark. Mark. Why did I say Mike? Anyway, whatever. And John Landis. Um... Uh, Re-release as it was re-released as Strain 1.0 Repackaged Edition on June 24, 2015, and it only requires the WAD and the DEH file to be played in a modern source port. Uh, the story goes: Strain occurs after the events of Doom 2. A military officer in a in a secret base on the Earth's moon has been engineering demons, created creating a new breed of Hellspawn, which breaks free of its coffins. Or confines. Yeah, not coffins. Although that would be kind of neat. Uh, making initial landing on Earth. The Doom Marine undergoes an ex- experimental treatment to increase his combat potential. Its side effects is that it leaves virtually all of its subjects in a state of perpetual murderous aggression. <laughs> what a side effect. <laughs> Alright. Uh, the in-game story follows four episodes as the Marine fights to uh, an infested spaceship that has landed on Earth. Afterwards, battling his way deep into the heart of the secret installation where the demons originated from. Uh, the mu- music was just okay compared to, uh, you know, hell, something like Hell Revealed. Agreed. Uh, and, um, well, neat outdoor sections, uh, dark demonic blue skies. Uh, best HUD, though. Looks like best HUD. Best HUD. Uh, I do agree. It, it looks real neat. Um, I do like that uses of green. And that face in the middle looks like a like a Terminator or some sort. Chrome, yeah, Chrome Skull. Yeah. yeah, Chrome Skull. For me, this one was very just meh. It was fun. It, it was Doom. Neat partial conversion. I'm sure they worked very hard on it. But uh, compared to some of the other ones that I played, just wasn't as fun. Okay. What do you think? Uh, well, um, I barely played it. 
So um, I definitely loaded it up and I, I played a little bit, but uh, I wasn't really amazed by it, unfortunately. Uh, I wanted to be. Um, you know, the story's all there and everything, and I, I'm definitely interested in that, but uh, I just, it was kind of bland, you know? Hmm. Um, compared to the other ones, of course, you know, the other ones just, uh, they just had that, that oomph, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this one. All right. So the next one, and this is our final entry, unless you have um, anything extra to add, add after it, is Free Doom. And Free Doom is a free and open source, um, free and open source Doom iWads. So iWads being the the original game. Um, so the ones that you load up alongside with the the uh, PWAs. They're replacements for Doom One and Doom Two. They have their own custom, um, their own custom artwork. Their their own. Uh, own custom weapons, custom HUDs, custom music, custom everything, and it's distributed as iWAS in there, and you have to supply your own engine uh, to play along with it. To, uh, to actually play it, in our case, we used uh, ZDoom. It has two campaigns: uh, Phase One or FreeDoom Phase One, FreeDoom Phase Two. Um, there is also FreeDM, which contains deathmatch levels. And I didn't write it here, but I remember reading um, in version 1.0, the WADs will be compatible with Vanilla Doom. Mm. So it's not out yet, but hopefully that happens. I would love to play this on DOS. Uh, And the description is, The Freedom Project aims to create a complete free content game based on the Doom engine. And it's, I mean, it's, it just looks like knockoff Doom, but it's, it's fun and truly open source. What, what more can you ask for? Yeah, because I mean, it's not like you can you know, legally play any of these games if you don't actually own Doom One and Two. So even if you use just a part of Doom One and Two, mainly being the main file, the WAD file, even if you extract that one WAD file, and mm-hmm. because you want to play these other Doom uh, mods and everything like that, you actually technically still have to own Doom or Doom Two, right? Whichever. Uh, but and with some Free of these- Doom, you don't. Right. With Freedom, you can just substitute that, uh, the WAD file for Freedom, and then you're able to still play the ones. For some of them, anyways. Some of them, yeah. And um, that... uh, 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 this project is, is uh, still active. Um, it's even on GitHub. The most recent release was uh, July 18th, 2017, version 0.11.3. Hmm. Well, look at that. Um, besides that, uh, I don't really have a whole lot else to add to this except that I really enjoyed adding Brutal Doom to any of these wads. <laughs> I don't know if it breaks it or I don't know what it does, but it definitely takes it to an extreme level. And you talk about wads that are already kind of challenging as they are. <laughs> add Brutal Doom to that and some of them become unplayable. Other ones are just so difficult, but it's kind of fun. You know, it's kind of fun. It's, it's definitely worth at least checking out. You know, brutalizing all of these wads. Um, it's interesting. I, I'm actually wondering what would happen if you brutalized the 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 Star Wars ones. Oh man, that yeah. and free doom. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think that the stormtroopers would turn into like super stormtroopers or anything like that. I think it would <laughs> just substitute them for the zombies and everything. But just the level itself and everything, and, and the cutscenes. I wonder what would happen with the cutscenes. I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, one of the yeah. uh, weird things about the Star Wars one that I forgot to mention was there were some areas where 
there were some Doom assets that were not replaced that would kind of pull you out of the uh, Star Wars theming. For example, there were some uh, flying droid things, and they replaced those, uh, what are they called? The the flying flaming skulls? Mm-hmm. What are those called? Hell demons? Yeah, no, no. Um, I don't know, but I'm sure somebody that flying Anyways, flaming um, skulls. You know that noise uh-huh. they make when when you shoot them? They go, ah, ah. Yeah. yeah, they're called Lost Souls, yep. Mm-hmm. Lost Souls, yes. So they have replacements for Lost Souls, the Lost Souls that are uh, floating droids, and they come at you going, on, beep, boop, beep, boop, I am robot, and then you shoot them and they make that, that Lost Soul noise, and it kind of pulls you out of the, uh, kind mm. of uh, ruins the magic. Maybe, uh, maybe it's just not finished. Maybe, mm. or um, every once in a while you would see a a switch on a wall that is, you know, clearly doom. doom or Doom clearly Two. Doom. Okay, so maybe maybe it just needs a few more tweaks. Uh, I don't know if that was the last uh, version of it, or if even even if it's been worked on since. Yeah, but still fun. Yeah, I got to try it again and uh, blow up the barrels. Hmm. Cool. Well, this uh, was fun. I really enjoyed really researching fun. this. I uh, really enjoy researching. It's probably my favorite research so far that we've done uh, on these podcasts, uh, just playing Doom again and playing together, which is the funnest part. I want to play um, Hell Revealed with you. And what was that one that I mentioned that was not in the notes that I was raving about that I completely forgot the name of? Uh, uh, the Torment and Torture. Torment and Torture, yeah. Yeah. Yep, unless you want to play Painkiller and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that too. No. Yeah, trust me, you'll like it. I will look it up right after this. Okay. Well, that's all I uh, got. That's that's all I had. Yeah. Doom is so great that we're still talking about it even after all these years and everything. Uh, uh Doom is a fantastic game that was made. It's revolutionary. Definitely changed the 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 gaming uh scene and everything. Uh I I really um I don't really have anything else to add to Doom that hasn't already been added, so uh, there's some fantastic documentaries about Doom out there. Um, one of the noteworthy ones uh, that I can think of is uh, in No Clip made something about it on YouTube. You can check him out. Um, and uh, I think even um, Did You Know Gaming did some stuff on Doom. Uh, icons from G4 did stuff on Doom and a Doom retrospective. There's so much stuff out there, really, that uh, it's already all been covered. So that's why, hence the... Why don't we talk about some Doom mods? And uh, I really had some fun researching this. So and there's, thanks for us. Uh, and there's the book yeah. Masters of Doom, How Two Guys Created an Empire and Transformed Pop Culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually remember reading a, a not uh, not, uh, not, a, not a Doom-like biography or anything like that. I just remember reading some fiction books about Doom, and they were pretty fun to read, too. All right, well... Uh, that's all I got, Chris. So uh, thanks for joining me, and thanks for, you know, thanks for. What do you mean joining me? Hang on a second. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. We we both do this podcast together. Thanks, Chris, for for researching some stuff with me about Doom. Uh, man, this this podcast is a blast. Really, uh, uh, I really enjoy doing it. So likewise, it was fun. Thank you. Uh, a shame we haven't done done an episode in in so long, but. Um... Yeah, Hopefully life. we'll we'll speed things along, but life has been uh pretty life-y lately. So that's it for this episode of the Fork Bomb Podcast. If anyone would like to 
share with us their favorite Doom mods and wads, any that we may have missed, please feel free to do so. We can be contacted at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash forkbombpodcast, or at forkbombpodcast on Twitter, or we can be emailed at forkbombpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go directly to our website, forkbomb.podbean.com. The good news is that we have already uh, our next episode uh, in mind, and so that kind of speed things along. Yep. All right, buddy. All right. Well, good night. Good night.